Excuse me? Excuse me. Oh, yep, yep. So, sorry, sir. How can I help you? Hi, I, I'd just like to check out this book, please. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, let me just look that up. So, what do, you, what do you have here? This is what to do about them feet. You found this? Yeah. There was something I wasn't able to find on my own. But you I, found this. Yeah, why? Is that... I mean, you had it in the... This hasn't been in circulation for 40 years. One of the the guy that the other guy that works here showed it to me. Jeff, the guy with the, I don't know. He had like a a, a broom. He was pretty raggedy. He was like sweeping up in in the back. Yeah, that's Jeff. He said he knew what I was looking for and gave it to me. Yeah, he's been dead for forty five years. Um. So do you need my library card? First off, yes. Second, this is a bigger problem that I think we need to dive into okay so I, I'm not sure how familiar you are with uh, with library science is that just like the science of how you categorize a library or yes but there are specific subsets and interests that go into library science one of which is this specific situation which is really um, crypto texts oh okay not crypto in the blockchain sense of oh, things. Oh, okay, crypto- cool. Because I, yeah, I don't understand anything. No, about I don't. No, that. no, no. But you mean I, more I like think, crypt, like, like right, a, right, like grave. Right. Yeah, yeah like, okay. like well, really, I think the the better term would be necro texts. I actually write a paper on that. Um, <laughs> so this is a dead book. This is a dead book. Is what I'm saying. This book should not exist, and yet you have found it. So what we have to do is we have to connect this book to our physical realm by basically finding an anchor point for the spirit of this text to come into our plane of existence. Okay, how do we do that? Like, What, what do we you, use as an anchor point? You usually have to find some sort of, some sort of cue or some sort of stimulus. Almost like a okay. so, like a song or like some sort of audio experience, maybe a movie. I was actually returning this. It's the audiobook version of things worth appreciating and where to find them by them good boys. Right. I mean, we can certainly try listening to that and see if that kind of pulls them back in. This is only about 15 to 20 minutes, so we can certainly try. Do we need to get the light? If you get the light, let me light some candles. Okay. Get some sage going as well. Okay, uh, candles are lit. Hey, are you guys open? Not now. Oh, okay, sorry. All right, now when I press play, I need you to not let go of my hands the entire time. Okay, what happens if I let go? Anyone who's let go of their hands has not lived to tell. You've done this before? Colleagues have. Okay. I'm pressing play now. Hello and welcome to Six Degrees of Celebration. I'm Alan. I'm Matt. And what we got for you today is more along the lines of two degrees of celebration. <laughs> Life's hard. Yeah, right? <laughs> Life is hard. And like, uh, relatable. <laughs> Work is uh, really tough. And yeah. 
As two functioning humans in our own careers, it is hard to find time to get together <laughs> for the amount of time that it takes to record a full podcast. So what we have done for you is we have made sure that we've got something for you yeah. to show that we are still appreciating and so that I can see Matt because that's really why I do this. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I mean, life's been Captain Allen's promotion. Matt's full taking on of his full career with Juliet. For anyone who's concerned, <laughs> opening a restaurant is very hard. Oh my god. I have no idea what you just said because Discord was like, that's all background noise. Whatever that is, I'm suppressing okay. the fuck out of it. <laughs> uh, basically, opening a restaurant is very hard. Yeah, oh my god, I imagine. Inspections are difficult. I mean, it's a lot of like, well, you can get this inspection once this is done. When when this is done, then you get the other one. But you have to get that other paperwork and that other licensure first. And so it's like, once you have that first one, then you can you can schedule that next one. And it's just like, oh my god, oh yeah, my god. oh my god, yeah. We've got state inspections coming up as well, and yeah, that is like ridiculous because they'll show up and they'll be like, we're going to be here for one hour. Have the following documents ready. It's yeah. Like, okay. And it's just, oh my god. We like had our electrical, we had our certificate of occupancy, like people can exist in the building. Um, I guess, yeah, that's all stuff you don't think about. They're like, we have to inspect the building to make sure it's not going to fall on the people in the building. Right, right. It's a whole thing, but we're almost there. We're almost there and the world is full of bureaucracy. So how better to combat that than to join us for this nice little appreciation moment? Just being dumb for like 20 minutes. <laughs> I have a milestone coming up in less than a month. I think from where I'm sitting, it is a big thing. What you're talking about is a personal milestone. Kind, yeah, kind, yeah. Something that you feel is a big deal. In one month, I will be 30 years old. Oh, and yeah. And this is a lot to process. You know, I'm really interested to hear what that feels like for you, what that perspective is, if you feel like that is going to change you, if you feel it's a personal mi milestone. I don't feel like it's going to change me. Like, as a person, I'm not going to be fundamentally different. Versus when you turn, like, 27, or, like, whatever, you know, one of the middle ones. It's like, <laughs> oh god, like, it is a 10-year thing. So it's like, alright, a lot has happened between 20 and 30. Let's, let's, let's take stock a little bit, you know? That is true, and I feel like our current society does view kind of like the majority of your most exciting years as a human happen between 20 and 30. Right. However, based on research <laughs> of talking to people I know. Why would we base things on research? <laughs> That's not today's world. <laughs> the rest of the country doesn't. Um, based on research of people I've talked to who are in their 30s, People glamorize the 20s as like, oh, you know, it's when you're fine, you're doing your thing and you're finding all that. Based on who I've talked to, 30 to 40 is great because that's when you just kind of, sl not slowly, but when you truly do not give a shit. Yeah, I imagine when you, you know who you are and yeah. you just kind of like do you. Exactly. So that's like what I am kind of looking forward to in a way. It's just like, okay, I don't have to do a whole lot more of this self-discovery thing. When I think back to my 20s, and I know I'm in it, but like I'm in the late, late 20s now, yeah. uh, I feel like I want to throw up. <laughs> like looking back on a lot of like, 
like yes there was a lot of adventures there were a lot of bad choices yes. there were a lot of like close calls yes like my stomach just turns anytime i think about all the shit that went on during that and i am very excited as well for like a stint of my life where like i'm just kind of doing what i've now figured out is what i want to do right and i mean in a way right now your life is in process of like being built for the for i don't want to say the back half but like no, that's true for like the foreseeable future with you getting married and like looking to buy a house and being an uncle now and all that yeah and I, i'm gonna be talking about being an uncle <laughs> But I, I gotta be honest, that shit scares me. Oh yeah, because there is so much possibility, right? In in what you have affectionately referred to as the earlier half of your life, right? And so now that I'm in this quote unquote later half, it's terrifying to me the idea that like you don't have those possibilities. But it's stupid because like I sit there and I'm like, ah, oh, I I can't just like decide next month to move to Minnesota and start like a new job and a new career field. It's like, ah, oh, it's so restricting not to have that freedom. But I wasn't going to do that anyways, you know? Right. And and I think that's a thing of like of like romanticizing that ability to just like pack your life up and do something like move to Minnesota, which, you know, I had that like January 2020, I like saw a job listing for a job in Indiana. Right, I remember this. And I was like, I can do it. I can do it. And it's <laughs> like, nope, you cannot do that. Please do not do that. Please do not move about the country. Um, I get that. And I think it's just like, it is a lot of apprehension, a lot of like, oh God, it's a big one. Because like the last big one was when I was 20, when I was a child. And I had like <laughs> literally no clue about anything. They do say a man's brain is fully developed around 28. Okay. I haven't heard that, actually. We will see how the the, the, 30, <laughs> the 30 goes. I'm, I'm planning a nice little get-together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be nice. My family didn't really do, like, holidays. We did Thanksgiving. But it, wasn't like, it wasn't, like, a huge deal. Or, like, we didn't do, like, a 4th of July thing because it wasn't a huge deal for us. But, like, for whatever reason, like, birthdays were, like, a big thing. Or a bigger thing for us. So... 30 is looming, and we will see if I live to tell the tale. All right. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Looking into your 30s. Yeah. Like, if we were to pick a a moment, let's say you're at 35, like, what is your aspiration? What is your goal? What is, if we were to set, you know, a kind of, like, an aspiration, right? Okay. Yeah, you're like, when I'm 35, this is what I picture. I picture, like, a porch with a T rocket chair like what, <laughs> what is the vision okay living in an apartment either somerville cambridge boston area more financially secure having a bigger stake in the company i'm currently with successful relationship hopefully jake will still be kicking i'm sure uh because he is the highlander <laughs> and will not go until he is defeated in battle uh <laughs> Back porch, patio, grill. Oh, I want to be a girl dad so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want a, a pair of white New Balance and a Coors. <laughs> my God, my father-in-law drinks Coors like yeah. exclusively. Coors and like white New Balance and just like, yep, get this man a Coors. He was grilling at the, we had a big birthday party for both my grandparent-in-laws. I don't know what you yeah. call them. They're yeah. Jenny's grandparents. Yeah. They both turned 80, so we had a big party. 
And he's over in the grill and I'm like meeting all these people. I have no idea who they are. I'm super uncomfortable. I go to see him at the grill and I'm just sitting there with him. We're both having a Coors and he's just, he's just grilling away. And I'm like, maybe I should learn how to grill so that I don't have to talk to people at parties. I think that's why dads do it though. I think, I think it's a multi pronged reason of like, I get to drink Coors. No one will talk to Mm me. And like, there is a like certain satisfaction to grill. I love grilling. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know why. It's just like, this is so nice. I love this. On my vacation? I, I, I grill. Yeah. I remember I grilled for your bachelor <laughs> party. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got very excited. I forgot about that. Like on our vacation, my father-in-law taught me how to grill burgers, which I no one had ever taught me how to do it. Uh, and then he also taught me how to use a like a handsaw. <laughs> one, of, one of those electric ones you just like yeah. so you're like going full dad yeah yeah i was like can you teach me how to do that no one's ever taught me and he's like oh hell yeah you should learn to mow a lawn it's, it's one of those things where like you're like oh i know how to do all these things but it's it's different when you're like hey you've been doing it longer can you show me how to do it right it's like oh that's a, a much more like efficient way to do it and it's like or like you get better results doing it this way like yeah, he's been doing like construction work for a really long time, so he definitely did not teach me how to use the saw correctly. Because he's like, yeah, just to balance it off, just put your foot on the other end like OSHA. and like, pull towards OSHA. you. <laughs> he's like, you don't need eye protection. It's like, <laughs> I do. I, I, I am baby. I need, I need eye protection. Yeah, so I think 35 is like a good check-in point. All right, like, all right we're halfway there. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's kind of, that is what I'm seeing for myself is like financial stability, domesticity in one form or another, and um, pizza party <laughs> via grill. By, by, <laughs> by 2027, we, ha- we will have figured out how to grill pizza. We, we, <laughs> we have the technology. We just don't have the means to. We, got, we, we just got to like picture it. Oh, my God. You and Jenny and your, you know, dog or child or whatever, like, come on down. Yeah, our dog child. Your dog, yeah. Um, I, I, know, I, know, I know for a fact, like, Jenny would just, like, have a hedgehog and a baby Bjorn. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just, like, this, this is Jerome. You're like, <laughs> and you're like, okay. And it's like, I will make him a, like, a little tiny pizza. It'll be great. I'm so excited. Oh, the future looks bright. I'm so happy for you. I mean, you. up to this point, these 30 years have been a joy. And I think the world is better for having had you for these 30 years. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. We're going to see how we're going to see how it goes in the back half. As Matt mentioned a little bit earlier, he took my thunder a little I'm bit. Sorry. I was hoping to <laughs> hold on to a little bit. That's fine. But I am officially an uncle now. You may have sensed the different energy in me. <laughs> Something has changed. I'm immensely proud to be an uncle. I say that like I had any part in it, though. <laughs> I didn't really do anything. I was born into a family with an elder sibling, and that elder sibling has now had a baby. And I'm really, like, I worked really hard. Like, I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I worked really hard to keep this family going and, like, make sure she <laughs> delivered okay. And <laughs> Yeah, right. I sent a lot of, like, positive and, like, gifts and things. I was the doctor. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that I think being an uncle or aunt is probably the best gig in a family setting. Mm-hmm. Like all the fun of the kids without any of the responsibility. Yeah. And I think because of stereotyping, I'm never going to get drafted for long term babysitting. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, yeah. 
my sister's first thought isn't going to be, let's give the kid to my brother, the podcasting weeaboo. <laughs> it's so, so much more likely to be, let's give the kid to my sister-in-law, the trained preschool teacher. Like, the, brain, just... the trained, pre- or like the, the, my parents who have raised three children. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, they're not going to be like, Alan, you're, you're up. <laughs> then you like send them like a, a picture of the kid like dressed as Naruto. It's like his training starts now. Like, <laughs> I would absolutely do that. I would definitely make like a little student film of like do put some FX in it, so he's like shooting out sh- like fucking like bolts of lightning <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not so vain to think that I'm gonna be like the quote unquote fun uncle. Um, oh, you gotta be the fun. You, well, I want to. Or you can't be the serious uncle. Well, no, yeah, I can't. But I, I don't. I don't think I'm a shoe in for fun, Uncle. <laughs> Who else is there? Well, that's the whole point. It's like if it's a competition, I have literally no one to compete with. Right. Like I'm this little tyke's only blood uncle. Right. I feel bad for the the four or five aunts that have to duke it out for, like, for like, fun aunt. Okay, so fun aunt. Let me let me pitch this. Okay. The aunt that shows up, unmarried, rich. Always a little wine drunk. Go for that aunt. Yeah, that would be a fun aunt. The like traditionally fun aunt. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an easy role to fill. The like single rich aunt. That's that's some gold right there. <laughs> In order to be that aunt, you have to sacrifice like your life. <laughs> like you have to be like this is the trajectory my life is now taking. Which is. Fine. So I can be this kind of aunt. <laughs> Which is fine, though, because essentially you just like for that role, it's like I have to make a lot of money. I have to drink a lot. Easy. Done. Easy. I have to avoid meaningful connections. I don't make a lot of money now, but I drink a lot. So I'm already there. <laughs> I'm halfway there. Yeah, but you got to watch it because then you can become the drunk aunt if you're the not drunk. Right. You it's, a, it's, a fine, it's a fine line between like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, Shelly's here. Uh, already got a drink in her hand. Right, you become that. Versus, oh my god, <laughs> did you hear what Amy said? Oh my god, like, it's it's that. Like, it goes from, like, gossipy energy, oh my god, we shouldn't, but let's, Yeah. to, like, oh, like, hand to mouth, like... It's a genuine worry. <laughs> genuine worry, like, yeah. <laughs> genuine concern. I guess I'll be happy if I can just avoid being the drunk uncle. I think you're, I think you're good. How much have you interacted with your nephew? Uh, he doesn't know I exist. That seems fair. Uh, yeah, I've only interacted with him through pictures on a family messenger group. Okay. But the the kid is so freaking cute. He has our family's upper lip, but his family's scrunched nose. Yeah. It's just like such a freaking cute kid. Yeah. But we're seeing them tomorrow. Good. Well, because I think, isn't it that the first couple days they're just like on lockdown? Like, not lockdown, but like, I don't like... Uh, I guess it depends on the family. They had the baby at the beginning of this week on Monday. We're currently recording on a Friday, timestamp it. And <laughs> and like we're seeing, like they just got back from the hospital today and we're seeing them tomorrow. So okay. I don't know. I guess it depends on. Oh, but they did send us a video of like, at first they had like the baby's hat and they had the dog sniffing the baby's hat. And then the next day they brought the baby home and the dogs are like licking the baby's feet. Yeah. It's so cute. It's very good. Yeah, I I would always I'd always be concerned about like dogs with babies. Yeah, like eating them. Yeah, <laughs> or like you know just being a bit too rough. 
the idea that like animals can sense that this is a newborn and it must be like protected and cared for is yeah. like I think the the most wholesome part of nature. It's just so sweet. Well, it's also like the, the, you see videos of like dogs or cats taking like eggs in their mouth. What? There's like videos of like dogs or cats or animals like taking eggs. Yeah. And being very very gentle with them because they know it's like a gentle thing. Wow, I didn't know that. Or same, well, and same thing with like watching parents interact with their, you know, puppies or kittens or whatnot. Do they have that, you know, how like they have that little extra skin mm-hmm. at their neck, picking, yeah. picking them up from that and like being gentle enough to like pick them up and carry them around by the little nape. Yeah. Also on the other, on like the child side, like I have picked up a kitten by the nape of its neck and it, yeah. just, and it just like folds up and it's like all right i am ready let's like <laughs> take me away it's right right it's like the tail folds up everything's just like yep let's go and you're just like like i have held landing it, like, gear retracted right like, like, i have like i have like picked it up and like just held it and it's just like okay i guess we were like i guess this is yep i can't wait to do that to my nephew <laughs> pick him up with the, the extra skin the, the weird extra skin at the back of his neck and he just curls up just, all right, his tail go. folds over yeah we're exactly like, wait a minute uh, life is a miracle. Even in the moments of suffocating sadness, I am <laughs> lifted up by the simple fact that life, new life, full of possibility, is being created every day. <laughs> life uh, finds a way. Life just finds a way. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love my sister, my brother-in-law, and my new nephew. You are beautiful people, and I am so happy for you. And I'm going to spoil that kid, and... I'm interested to see how they change. Yeah. They say that people change when they become parents. I feel like I can already sense it. So I'm interested. Oh, for sure. It'll be interesting. Yeah. So like Matt's changing as he turns to 30. He's solidifying, getting on his his plateau of like who he is as a person. Not to say you can't grow, but that you now know how you are as like a base. Right. Like I, I have like the foundation more and more built. And my family is, is changing as we introduce the first grandkid. And it's just like a very exciting time. Yeah. You know what else is an exciting time? What? When we get to listen to The Process by Lakey and Spire. <laughs> that was a bad oh, one. Oh, fuck. So life-changing. That was Every a bad one. Every single time. <laughs> He's so good. He's so elusive. I messaged him again, and I was like, please, come on our podcast. Who are you? Please. <laughs> who are you who makes this ro- these royalty-free bops? Stop hiding. <laughs> If we find out Lakey Inspired is like an AI that's just putting out music and it's like it's <laughs> experimental. It's a, it's a Google AI that's like, yeah. Matt, thanks for being here. Alan, thank you for potting with me. Hey, pod be with you, my child. <laughs> you can find our podcast wherever you're currently <laughs> listening or wherever you may listen. Yeah, and, and hey, if you want to send this to somebody like this is what i've been thinking about and i actually wanted to have a real conversation with you about this yeah. but maybe we can do it another time okay like off podcast yeah well i yeah or or on podcast or, which is a different yeah. episode the idea that like we we aren't as consistent with the episodes anymore yeah. but i also haven't felt the same like deep need to be right you know i feel like life has become I don't know how to explain this. I guess what I'm saying is I used to feel like we had to do the podcast because that was something that had value that I was like creating and it gave my life value. Right. Now I have so many different aspects of my life that are giving me value. I feel like I now need 
the podcast less. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. I still want it because I want to connect with you. Yeah. But I, I've noticed the same with you where like we used to poke each other as a week would go by and be like, fuck, oh God, we got to do this. Yeah. But like with you, your job is super fulfilling. It's like taking up a lot of your time. You're in a really awesome relationship, which I'm sure is very fulfilling. Correct. So like this, I'm, this is really interesting. The idea that content provides meaning to our lives when we're creating it. But once we find meaning in like a more substantial way, we suddenly need to produce content less. And you, I just want, I want to go like you're in a super fulfilling relationship. Meanwhile, he he doesn't like mayo. Oh man, I was going so well. And I send him like an ob, like you know those obvious plant <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah, I love those. There's one of the mayo appreciation game, <laughs> and I like I like send it to him like, oh, you need this, and he goes blocked. <laughs> I told him I will not be silenced and he goes yes you will I'm silencing queer voices starting with you <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and so I'm like super fulfilling we just nurture each other very much <laughs> it's so important to be in a relationship where you make each other better and meanwhile he's like we will not have mail in this house <laughs> I'm trying I'm, I'm working on it it's like Mayo, sour cream, yogurt. I can relate to two of the three. Creme fraiche. Creme fraiche. Creme fraiche. But like, loves super peaty, funky scotch. I don't know. He's a weird child. But anyway. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think what you're saying is to like, maybe not the most consistent upload schedule. That's like every week we're going to have a new thing, but like maybe like as needed, maybe every other week. I feel like there's two reasons why you make a podcast. One is because you need that dopamine hit of like, I'm creating something and the world is validating me. Right. And the other is like, you see a need and you're filling a need. Fat stacks of cash. <laughs> so three reasons. Yes. <laughs> we're definitely not on that fat stack yeah, life. Um, so no. unless you want to change that listener, <laughs> Unless you want to, <laughs> unless you, Bill Gates, one of our like <laughs> one, one of our, our listeners, listeners wants to like help, that would be nice. Jenny did make a, a mention to me. This is what I'm talking about when we are so tangenting. But I'm just so happy to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. Jenny, the other day, speaking of having a relationship that makes you want to grow, <laughs> I was editing the podcast. Or I mentioned I was like, man, I wish I could just like edit somebody else's podcast because it's fun to edit a podcast and I feel like when I'm editing my own voice or when I'm heading, helping Ronnie edit, edit it, right, right, right. I feel like it's harder because I'm messing with stuff that I've created and mm -hmm. I feel like I could have a much better job, do a much better job of working with content that I'm experiencing for the first time. I think it's fair. She's like, well, you could find a podcast that needs an editor and edit episodes for someone else. And then who knows, maybe you start a career at it and then you quit your other job and you get to do this thing that you just really love. And I was like, wow, that's like, that's big brain. That's like big galaxy brain. Yeah. She's just like, you could do that. I would support it. <laughs> yeah. Never know. I love my wife very much. I love my family. I love you. This is a very good life and I appreciate it. Me as well. I've always, I've, I realize more and more that like whenever someone says something like really heartfelt, like, oh, like you're, you know, I really appreciate it. And you're just like, me too. <laughs> it sounds very disingenuous. Same Z's. Yeah. It's just like, yep. It just sounds disingenuous, <laughs> but like it, it is not. I feel the same way. Play us out. out. 
Okay, I think all the candles have been blown out. Yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't do that either. So I think the spirit has returned to the text. Its soul now lives in the book. Ah, Jesus. That, oh, Jeff. <laughs> you gotta stop doing this. <laughs> I won't. Crossover, Jeff. It's been, it's been 45 years. Okay, so can I check this out then? Yeah, like, of course. Was there anything else you wanted to get today? No, I'm good. Okay. This will be due in three weeks. Just bring it back. You can drop it off at the desk where you put through the little deposit chute. And uh, yeah. Okay. Th- thanks. Have a great rest of your day, sir. You too. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like when, like, <laughs> when the story ends and one party is just like so much worse off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that guy's dead. <laughs> that guy's 100% dead.